you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Hey, this is Unsealed, the official podcast of Wings of the Eagle. I am uh, Chris Manta, your host. Christopher, mom calls me, so that's good enough for me. Uh, please let me know who you are, where you're watching from. We're on various platforms throughout the uh, multiverse, uh, throughout the internet and uh, social media, including YouTube, of course, Facebook, X, and Instagram, and the End Time Church app, endtime.app. Uh, please, if you don't have that, go get it right now. Hello, T-Rex. Rocking out on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's a little different day. Um, Usually it's a Thursday that we uh, go live here, but whatever. With Gary, welcome, friend. Hey. Um. <laughs> uh, T-Rex says, uh, watching from mom's basement. I don't know if that's true, but it would be. Uh, par for the course. Uh, hey, Bond Servant. Welcome, my sister. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, by the way, a good a good thing to do would be to share this right now, please. Um, it'd be awesome for the algorithm so people can find it. So maybe Christians who are into weird stuff like this or feel a, a, a need to serve the church in this way can actually find us, and that would be awesome. Um. Glad T-Rex is glad I was wasting a bunch of time on X and didn't miss this. Well, there you go. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> thank you. So anyways, guys, yeah, it's really important to share this and like it and uh, obviously subscribe to where you're watching this. But um, you can find me on uh, on the X platform at Manti4. You see right there at the bottom of your screen if you're watching M-A-N-T-E-I-4. And even if you're not watching this live, no big thing. You can always leave a comment. I can't guarantee I'll get back to you anytime soon, but um, you can definitely leave it. If you have a comment, question, or concern, or whatever throughout our time here, please just leave it, and we'll get to you. Yes, Sarah, I saw you. She's back. Uh, I don't want to say old friend, because we don't always old here, uh, but awesome that uh, Sarah is back in the fold. That's Sarah number one. Now, here's another Sarah. There's Sarah with an H uh that's there without the age so cool a bunch of awesome sisters here man where's the dudes at there's gary's here so i know that much but anyways always fun to hang out with the with smart ladies and these ladies are smart no doubt uh first met this sarah in uh israel in um 2017 right yeah that was super fun and the other Sarah, Dr. Sarah says, Professor says, always love when you get into US, UFO stuff. See, now, th that, thank you for saying so. 
it's not a that's not the majority opinion uh my friend um but that's that's cool because that's how the spirit's leading so i go where the spirit leads all right that's what we got to do stay in the word of god if you're my christian brother or sister first of all that's all that truly matters because we we run into it all the time right somebody's maybe not doing so great maybe somebody's dying maybe somebody's in a situation where they need deliverance or rescue in one way or another anyways the point is um your relationship with jesus and the fact that if he's your lord or not is the only question that matters and you're going to face him on judgment day let's hope you have the blood of jesus to cover your sin that's it that's all i'm saying about that so get that out of the way all right and then we'll talk about this stuff um i will sarah i will let him as i screw up constantly but sometimes he's clear and i'm listening um still waiting to see you folks here because i haven't heard anything recently well that's where um this uh bond servant lives near the um norad um headquarters in uh colorado so anyway did i give this hope i didn't give anything away there um Sarah, oh yeah, don't don't you don't I mean that's you're welcome, but I'm glad you feel that way, I guess. But trust me, nobody watches this, so you know, if, all our all our fave is very, very small with mankind. That's fine, right? As long as heaven is watching. Anyway, so let's get into this because um, first of all, at the bottom of your screen, I want to make sure you are aware if you are not already registered uh for a special online a conference about anti-Semitism, including many awesome speakers, including Jewish believers in the land, including Israel Pakhtar, Ron Cantor, uh, uh, Gentiles and Arabs like Al-Fadi, uh, uh, Hicks like Jake McCandless, um, international flavors like uh, Phil Lai and uh, Baruch Corman and who the heck am I forgetting, Nathaniel Barak. Anyways, all these awesome guys um are gonna be in one day a mega day of conference that you do not want to miss it's only 30 dollars if you register by tomorrow by the end of the day tomorrow price goes up after that so get in for the lowest one that's what i want you to do okay it's very important that it's brought to you by the uh nonprofit we call jacob's refuge but please just share antisemitismconference.com you find out all the info there the full schedule the speakers the bios uh, the registration's right there. Get it over with in five minutes. You're, you're ready to go. Okay, so get that uh, taken care of, please, by the end of the day tomorrow. But I'm going to keep telling you about it before March 23rd, because that's the day. And yes, to answer your question, yes, there are recordings. And yes, everyone who registers will get full recordings. You don't even have to be there. Just register for it, okay? No registration before the conference starts. No videos for you. Okay. Um, right. So let's, let's get into this. Um, there's a, there's a lot of angles and, and ramifications, but I wanted to talk about Russia and China and this UFO issue because, um, there's, there's a lot of information and misinformation and just unknown or like, uh, not popularly known information, um, about Russia and China as far as this UFO issue. Um, there's different schools of thought. Number one is 
the folks that um, are convinced still that every UFO we see, even though they are classified as unexplained and 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 uh, display these. Um, there's these five um, behaviors that they exhibit that are not readily explainable. Uh, some of them have all five, <clears throat> including if you record them uh, on instruments and data and, um, you know, systems where they're maybe invisible to the naked eye, but there they are in your instruments and vice versa. Anyways, some people are convinced that even though those, the, all those factors are there, they're still made by humans. I think that's incredibly ignorant to think that. I mean, it's just not smart, but whatever. Um, some people think it's Russia and China and or China. China is just very recent. You should know, right? If you're of a certain age, um, China was a joke until, I don't know, 20 years ago. As far as like military threats, they were all, you know, maybe locally they were threatening but they certainly couldn't threaten you know across the world but now they can and so um and there's basically there's not a long list of countries that can do that and that are belligerents so uh, people are thinking this is the ufos are russia and china well china was an agrarian poor had no ability to make anything when ufos started to appear or not started to appear but have the, your, your modern era since the 40s and 50s and 60s, where there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases, um, they weren't in any position to make anything. So it's, it's not them. At least it hasn't been them. Um, and then people say, okay, well, it's the Russians. And this was a big uh, a, a initial reason why in the, in the 30s and 40s when the Americans started, um, when we started seeing and experiencing and interacting with these things that um, this is not actually ours. So it must be Russia or else I don't want to think about what it is. And so they kind of went the crash course on that. And ha basically half the government at that time, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, from the defense department to the newly created air force after Roswell to the newly created CIA after Roswell and all that stuff, basically half of them were given the task to, see if it's russia or not and the other half was to study it scientifically to see how this is even possible that these things exist because they know they exist um people say well um some people uh, are assuming that it's an american issue or something russia has just so you know uh russia has had uap ufo not only incidents but military interactions with them for decades, decades, at least going back to the 80s, I'm sure farther than that, but remember this is the Soviet Union um, era, so the authoritarian um, you know, information doesn't really get out easily. But when the when the um, when the Berlin Wall came down and the and the USSR collapsed and that whole era, right, 1991 to you know 99, then um, Anyway, it was right after 91, I believe, the Soviet Union actually came down. And one of the first Western journalists, so I, some say the first Western journalist to go to Russia, period, was this guy named George Knapp. And if you UFO students uh, 
probably know George. Uh, he's one of the OGs. Um, as far as an, uh, an investigative reporter, he's the he is the first that I know of, um, <clears throat> at least in modern times, who just is really going after where the evidence is. And so he went to Russia right away and met with a um, a guy from the Soviet army or ex, you know, not any, no more Soviets uh, army that or military or something. Anyway, he was on their UAP UFO station. He was part of the ones tasked to stop them from hurting Russia. Basically, turn over a bunch of documents with a bunch of incidents. And yes, Russia has not only encountered UFOs in the 80s and before, but shot at them. So well, you would not be shooting at stuff that's yours. And if the Americans didn't think it was us and thought it was Russia, and then Russia says, I don't know what this is, but I'm shooting at it. Who else is left? All right. Um, anyway, yes, documented. Not only did they shoot at them, some of their pilots have died um, trying to go into combat with them. And the the secret that really hasn't come out yet, but what there's inklings of, is that American pilots have also died um, engaging in these things over the years. But anyways, I mean, flying. And so, uh, yes, Russia has been dealing with it for a long, long time. I'm sorry. I'm just have to. You, I have to insta block all these. Like, if the X platform is full of porn trolls and stuff, gotta get rid of them. Anyway, um, the other aspect is, uh, here there, there's a there's a guy named Richard Geldrich who or Geldreich who is one of the absolute best people to follow about this thing he is a genius uh, uh every major power china ussr russia and us has in one way or another had military uap encounters many involve multiple radars and military jets chasing them each also considers the topic a matter of the highest military secret yeah and so that's the, that's true Um, then we saw a couple weeks ago, remember the whole thing with Mike Rogers, the congressman, and all of a sudden you, you've got to go, we've got this urgent national security threat and Biden's got to un unclassify all this, all this stuff right away. By the way, what came of that? Nothing. Nothing was even confirmed as far as I could tell. It was kind of the, you know, asking around, get somebody to leak what it's about. And they said, the you know, the the behind the scenes was, yeah, this is a Russian um, saddle, nuclear satellite um, escalation that you're supposed to not do. We committed in the 60s not to do such things, but yet they're going to go ahead and do it. Apparently they haven't done it yet or they're ready to launch it, but they haven't. It's not ready. Anyway, that was the quote-unquote urgent thing, apparently, that Mike Rogers wanted to tell the world about and invited literally the whole Congress down to a secure information facility to, to go hear it all. And, uh, you know, he said, Biden, you got to unclassify all this stuff. And, of course, he that was the end of it. So, anyway, the point is, remember all that? 
Yeah, so it just so happens that, and thank God for people who actually do journalism anymore. Um, where's I'm going to find it. Don't I had it before? Uh, the U.S. doesn't seem to fear Russia, but it does seem to greatly fear the ramifications of their actions in space. Here's the here's the um, thing. Uh, we've learned the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Rogers' recent bizarre post, uh, excuse me, bizarre public push for declassifying a quote national serious national security threat became entangled with a concerning briefing on UAP the same day. According to sources, the wording of Representative Turner's public statement coincidentally and ironically mirrored the sentiments conveyed by individuals who had received the briefing from Lou Elizondo that same day, an issue which had been ignored and dismissed by Representative Turner. Um, Lou Elizondo, uh, again, I'm assuming you know these things. You might not. You might be new to this whole thing. Um, this is 2017. The New York Times broke the story wide open. This is where all this, uh, all these new videos, uh, the gimbal and the and the the tic tac and the uh, the go fast, all these videos that were leaked and the story that came out from the Pentagon actually has, even though they've denied it forever, they actually do still have a a, a UFO program and research and 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 more. Um, and Lou Elizondo, Elizondo was. Um, the the guy in one of these programs and decided to to come out and become public basically about it and that's how the the new york times uh, started investigating anyway and again those videos that came out originally were poo-pooed and said they're not you know we don't know what this is this is not real yada yada but it turns out when pressed by the new york times oh yes actually they are real and they're all unidentified we don't know what they are i mean this is a big deal Anyway, that's Elizondo. And so Elizondo is um, giving additional secure briefings to Congress. And that, allegedly, that is what is freaking them out uh, about some UAP threat. And I don't know. I don't know anything more about it, but apparently that's where this attitude came from or this posture. And um, Turner. Uh, as we said a couple of episodes ago, he doth protest too much because what he was referring to, if this is the Russian satellite thing, so there's a missing piece somewhere. Like he's just totally, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, projecting? like projecting um, what he actually heard and putting it on this other issue in the exact same words, but he personally is not going to admit to or publicize the UAP thing because he already gutted the law that would have provided more public disclosure about it. Um, so he's very interested in not doing that, but 
he did it for this other thing. So either he's just trying to deflect attention and say, yeah, I'm really a good guy. Public disclosure is all right with me. Check this out, you know. Um, or uh, there's a connection. Uh, there's a connection between Russian activity in space and violating a uh, treaty that the United States and Russia have, I believe we're the only signatories. I may be wrong about that. Um, but basically we agreed in the 60s not to put any weapons in space. Um, and that was the flap with the whole, you know, Reagan Star Wars program and yada, yada. Um, but now apparently, it, apparently it looks like Russia wants to... Um, unilaterally change that and because they're losing in Ukraine and uh and Putin is a is a little Hitler uh he just wants to cause massive death and destruction and keep himself in power as long as he can live so anyways um so apparently they're changing that status quo and may that in itself apparently is a big enough deal to perhaps um, invoke or, you know, uh, change something in the in the status where now UAPs will be a problem if they do this. I don't know. Something's happening in there. All right. So we just have, I want you all to know that and be aware that that's happening right now. Um, and there's more I can go into about this. I don't think I will, but just um let's just say it's a it's a very intentional um it's a very intentional alternate narrative narrative that's big with the defense department and government generally right control the narrative um the narrative is being is has been done and, and will continue to be built up if they are not ready to reveal this stuff for national security, which has always been the claim. Um, okay. And so they're going to not just, not just be tight lipped about it and just not talk, which would be one thing, but to make literally lie about it and to make stuff up and to deflect on purpose to change the narrative that's in the, the country at large or the, culture at large or the social media now because they can't control it you can't control the narrative anymore evidence is here and you have national archives now with thousands of documents that all of a sudden have to be there that you didn't want anyone to see um not all of them but the point is the it would be, it's going to be very very hard to to build and keep a narrative that you want one of those ways is throwing out all the poop against the wall uh, to explain how our pilots are seeing UAPs and our our aircraft carriers and like official people who work for you in the Pentagon and the intelligence agencies that are not crazy um, and that really do know what they're talking about and really are recording these things and you can't keep the lid on it. So one of the bogus stories you're going to hear is it's Chinese or it's Russian. When we know they're not.
again, not standard, you know, not drones, not highly advanced, super fast missiles, uh, you know, flying wings, very, very identifiable um, things that aren't, I mean, yeah, there's technologies that are, that are getting better, but nothing as far as what, like, um, you know, the Tic Tac or the gimbal videos prove. We, nobody has anything like that. That's just a fact. So what does that mean? That's a different story. Uh, but I think we just would be well aware and to know that, yes, Russia for decades has engaged with UAPs, UFOs. They don't know what they are either. They shoot at them. They have their own program to try to shoot them down, to try to get the materials, to try to reverse engineer it, to get weapons just like us. And now China has their own program to do the same thing. You don't do that if it's your stuff. Anyway, let's move on beyond that. But yes, they're engaging. They have programs. And oh, what did China just say? China just said this yesterday. Um, it might help if I put my glasses on. By the way, I encourage you all to go watch last week's, find last week's um, podcast and on YouTube or whatever in the description, you're going to find a big old reading list. It's going to help you a lot. Where's the Chinese statement? I thought I had it here somewhere. I'm going to find it because now that I brought it up, I'm sure it made you all curious. Um... Acknowledgement that Chinese media, here it is. Um, Chinese government is now seriously engaging with UAP as a, quote, national defense threat. Um, since 1998. And China activates its space strategy to counter the United States People's Liberation Army, PLA, that's the Chinese military, quote, unidentified aerial phenomenon countermeasure system is also aimed at military restraint. So it's a bulky kind of translation, but uh, here it is. Uh, last year, there was an incident with the Chinese reconnaissance balloon was shot down over U.S. territorial waters. You remember that last February. During the Cold War, there was a serious military conflict between East and West. There were sometimes conspiracy theories, but each country is trying to proceed with information 
Disclosure from an extremely calm standpoint. This is China. Attack methods that were previously unimaginable, such as unmanned aerial vehicles and drones, have become a reality. And the reality is that authorities have no choice but to disclose information that, quote, unidentified flying objects are flying. However, we as scientists do not completely rule out the existence of extraterrestrial intelligent life. Um, anyway, so they're taking it seriously, and apparently they have some kind of policy of, of engagement with them, like, like military engagement, not like talking. So uh, that's the general breakdown of the situation that I wanted to get there, and I'm sure I missed a bunch of angles. Uh, but let's see what you guys are asking because there's a bunch of stuff in here, so sorry about that. Uh, remember, if you have any question or comment or whatever, or Facebook, YouTube, or um, Instagram, X, even our official app, at endtime.app, endtime.app. Please go get that and use it. And I'm checking that right now for input. And here we go. Um, Sarah says, Sarah, number Sarah on X. Uh, where do you think us where do you think ufos are compatible with scripture i'd really like to know well we've talked i mean i don't want to be obtuse about this but it's a long i mean it's a good question it's a long answer um uh i would refer you for better answers to back in the summertime and the early fall um of this um, podcast uh, where I kind of broke down how it is compatible and that basically we should not, we, we should, we should resist the temptation to be reflexive um, in our, in, or arrogant in our understanding or what we think they are um, because we might be wrong. Um, I mean, I'm all about, as you know, you know, Sarah, and all of you listening and watching should know that I am all about proving things with scripture. And if, and if a, it's not in there, then if something's not in the Bible, it means all options are on the table. Number one. Um, number two, if it is in the Bible, then we should really understand what it says and what it doesn't say. Um, and, and be extra careful because now we're dealing with God's word and his reputation um, be extra super mega careful not to say something it doesn't say or to go too far or not far enough and be specific when he's specific. Okay. Um, so Sarah, the, the, the fastest answer I can give on that is there are possibilities. And it would certainly fit into a general, um, into a general framework of a warning by Jesus to that the heavens and the earth will be shaken, that there will be things falling from the sky, that there will be things in the oceans in Luke 21 uh, that will be very troubling and people will be passing out from fear because they don't know what's coming upon the world. Um, just generally that for sure. Um, and the, 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 the problem that I see with 
again, from the Christian point of view, from people who 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 want to go to the Bible for answers and want to go to God for answers on these things, um, have have kind of retreated into two camps, and they both might be very wrong. Number one is the kind of happy-go-lucky, God-made everything in the universe. Therefore, there are, you know, if, if there are UFOs, they must be visitors from another planet, and therefore they must be good. Or, you know, there are friends, you know, space brothers, you know, that whole thing. The Catholic Church basically has said that. Uh, for example. So that's one end. And the other end is it's all demons. Or demonic. And for I, I just I would love to engage on that. I would just do a show maybe just on that word and how that how when you say when one would say, you know, UFOs are de demons or demonic, that's physically not possible. You don't know what the word means. You know, like we, we gotta get that stuff sorted out. Um so anyway, the, the other camp is there. It's all demonic, and the other camp is there's space space brothers. Let's let's sing kumbaya and not worry about it. And so the truth could be very different than both of those things. And I think there is ample scriptural evidence to at least consider um, that the what we're seeing just the actual vehicular, not the even the super paranormal you know other aspects of this which there are there are um but just the actual vehicles or th what we see what we think are vehicles flying in the skies or going under the water or you know maybe even landing on the ground are made of stuff actual materials um i think there's evidence at least um circumstantial evidence that you could point to that say well maybe the angels use this maybe this is how they get around Maybe this is how they traverse uh, between heaven and earth. And I mean, when you say heaven, I'm talking about another dimensional reality. Uh, and that's just the, the best way I can put it in, you know, um, physics terms is another dimension. Because we know it exists. God and the angels and the, the souls of the dead are somewhere, but you, we can't see them. We can't go to look up in the sky and see them. We can't go to another planet or something and see them. So there, we have to believe they are there, and by the way, not just God and the angels and the dead, uh, the righteous dead, right? The souls that are in Christ, etc. Where's Sheol? Where's the place of the dead? Where are those uh, people? Where are uh, the angels who are not serving God? Where are the fallen angels? Where is Satan himself? Why can't we see Satan? I mean, all that. So th there's there's some kind of veil, okay? There's some kind of other dimensionality there that maybe, perhaps, requires transportation. Now, God uses some kind of transportation. I mean, at some point, yes, Ezekiel, and the, the whole famous thing about Ezekiel's you know, wheel within wheels, yada, yada, and the throne upon this four-legged thing, and it's flying in every direction, and it, and it goes up, and it's coming in fire, and okay, uh, what about Elijah and the chariot of fire, and why, why, did, why was that necessary to bring him to heaven? Things like that. Or Jesus going up in a cloud and coming back in a cloud. What's up with that? Um, anyway, that's not a very short answer. 
Uh, T-Rex says the 70s phenomenon in Russia, the Petrozavodsk. <laughs> there, is that the one in like the Siberia or is that something different? Um, I don't know. Remind me. But there's a lot. Russia has, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you want to go research what has happened in Russia and the UFO side of it, they have not been left out. Oh, by the way, sorry. One other thing, Bond Servant, before I get to that. Um, one other aspect I do want to tell you about was I don't know about China, and you should know by now the, the truth of the matter about the, yes, our nuclear weapons and tests and rockets and missile silos have, have been actually turned off, affected, manipulated by UAPs. documented since the 70s and maybe even earlier and they still are seen around nuclear sites to this day so i don't know what that all means but it's it really happened and we got to wrap our mind around that why would maybe why would that happen but also what happened to russia In in our there's a very well document there are two very well documented cases one from Russia and one from America and it was they're similar in every way except for the opposite um, uh, ending, which is in America there was UAP in uh, um, was it North Dakota uh, perhaps one of those ICBM silos okay this is where we keep our intercontinental ballistic missiles in the middle of the country to you know, theoretically keep them from, from attack from an enemy. So they would always be um, safe when we need to launch at Russia or China or whatever. Um, UAP came to that location, shut down the missile where they had no ability to um, control it at all. Now, if they needed to launch, they couldn't. And it was temporary, and then the UAP went away, and then service came back like nothing happened. Now, in Russia, same thing happened. One of their locations, I believe this was in Ukraine, back when the Soviet Union existed. So I say Russia, but the Soviet times, at which point the Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, uh, which, by the way, which is why Putin, the maniac, wants Ukraine back in the stable. Um The same thing happened there. They came to a, a ICBM site, uh, a, a UAP, and they messed with the controls. Of the, only this time, for them, they turned it on like it was going to launch, which the Russians did not want. No, thank you. <laughs> Please turn off. You know, and again, it was temporary, and it the UAP went away, and it went back to normal. But the point is, we've had similar um, experiences with the most crazy dangerous weapons that we've ever made um, and both have UAP interest and they're flexing. Whatever they are, whatever this UAP thing is, they are absolutely flexing on our technology. Whether it be that, the ICBM, you know, nuclear warhead stuff or making our airplanes look like toys with the you know, the videos that we have coming out now and that are still going to come out even more. And this goes all the way, guys. This is not a new thing. This is not some 20, you know, uh, uh, 
David Fravor and, you know, whatever from 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, but the, that's all true. But back to the 50s, airliners were, airline pilots were seeing them and signing after David's, you know, and saying, yeah, this is true and it's not a plane. And anyways. Okay. <clears throat> Did most bond servant says did most of the senators block public info on this breaking news mcconnell is stepping down oh um I'm, that must literally be breaking right this second because i didn't hear that um when you say when you say this info public info on this this meaning what exactly? Can you be more specific, please? Hello, my brother from India. Here's the internationals checking in. MS, what's up? Maybe the movie Independence Day is a bit prophetic. Boy, I hope not. Uh, Congressman Mike Turner, Sarah, uh, Sarah says, um, Sarah on YouTube, Congressman Mike Turner represents Ohio's 10th congressional district where Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is located. That's correct. And, um, that, uh, again, if you're, if you're a, a researcher, if you're a student of this UFO UAP topic, you know, that is ground zero basically for UFO secrecy. And again, it's not because somebody made it up and it's a conspiracy theory. There's. We know that's true. Lots and lots and lots of proof. Anyway, so yes, it, uh, the, the not so difficult thing to believe is uh, the the very district, the very part of Ohio where Wright-Patterson is, which has always been the first place to take any wreckage, for example, or special stuff that you don't want anyone to know about, uh, is in that location, and he represents them, so they're going to make sure they know he knows you represent us, pal. So you make sure that nothing is in any law that will make us give up anything. Uh, I know there's some other questions here. I want to get to see if uh, Bond Servant had, had clarified that. I'm sorry. Uh, but she did say the interesting thing, speaking of UAP shutting down missiles, Missile places, I don't think there has been any kind of hostile act from them. Mostly it seems like hindrance actions. Uh, right? <laughs> I think. Uh, have they never shot at our planes or stuff like that? Not that I know of. Um, Not that I know of. Right. It seems to be like more like we're better than you and our stuff is way better than your stuff. And... um. I think it's more, whether it's hindrance or not, I don't know, but it's definitely trying to show that they're, whatever that is, it's way more advanced than our stuff. And it doesn't matter what we try. If they wanted to stop it, they could. Or if they wanted to do it, they could. Like, like make it happen. Like with the Russian, uh, you know, the Soviet example. They could actually go to silos and turn them on.
Ah, uh, here it is. Um, bond servant was meaning about releasing all the information from the skiff. For example, has there been resistance making pancakes? Don't ever be sorry for making pancakes. Um, the information from the skiff. There has been resistance to release that. I don't. You're talking about Turner's thing on Valentine's Day, right? That was just two weeks, exactly two weeks ago. Um, the resistance to let that info out, I don't know. But, I mean, obviously it hasn't been. I, again, I haven't heard anything official. I guess maybe it's semi-official where the, um, what's his face? Who's the, who's the national security? Sullivan or whatever. Um, maybe he may have said something on the record about it. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but Mike Turner, as far as like these things go, he, the committee that he's on, he's one of the gang of eight people. So like, it's really doesn't get any higher than, than that group other than the president and the, you know, the presidential administration, as far as authority and like classification knowledge and, I mean, allegedly, but so not a lot has come out, but apparently that's what it was, what he was referring to in the, in the skiff that he, you know, the, the topic that was presented um, in the skiff that he, he told everyone about, come, come learn this real quick. And I want to declassify this as soon as possible with the president. Um, then, yeah, that thing was apparently the Russian in space maneuver. Why would that be such a big deal anyways? I mean, yeah, it's a big deal, but alert the media? Like, that's never happened, what he did. Okay. Let's go, Mac, make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Um, have the, Mokul says, have the Iranian or Turkish militaries ever encountered UAPs? I know the Turk, the Turk, Turkey has a pretty extensive um, documented case file. And Iran definitely has a couple stories that I remember, yes. Um, like government level, you know, they knew about it, yeah. Tur Turkey's had a couple of really incredible videos, actually. Um, the past couple of years. So yes. Oh, wait, but you saying militaries? Um well they knew about it. Did they encounter them? Like try to engage them? I don't know. Or I forgot. Right. Yeah, it's the actual engagement by militaries. I'm not I'm just not sure. Uh, some Christian scholar, uh, uh, MS says, some Christian scholars claim UAPs are basically the watchers or Nephilim of Genesis 6. Any thoughts? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, UAPs cannot be demons. What if they're the watchers? Okay, now that's that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, about you know what demons are and we should know what they are. Watchers is, and again, that's a very 
mm, I don't want to say fringe, but um, not a lot of Christians even know what that is. Um, and after what year? You know, how old am I? Uh, after thirty years of you know hearing all kinds of opinions on this christian opinions um as far as watchers and nephilim and and all that it's a lot of mis- people just don't they have a little information from the bible we don't have a lot so we have a little and then make it into much more than that i'm just saying we got to be careful um I mean, why that phrase? Yes, you could Genesis six for, and if you include Enoch in that, Enoch says watchers, and Daniel says watchers, and that's basically it. I mean, just says the word, and in terms of, uh, there's some maybe they're like principalities, like levels that are ordained by God to do this. That's one thing, but if it's if we're talking about, um, <clears throat> you know, Genesis six, those are rebellious angels or whatever you want to call them um you know or in other words did god um create a job create a a um, a station or a creature or whatever called a watcher and this is what they were supposed to do and then and then they didn't some were faithful to that job description and some went rogue if that's the case then there's really no difference between them and any other angel or principality or you know heavenly creature in that that they have free will um and but what is it right i mean if uh, uh, we it, like jude and peter say they left their first estate they they rebelled um, they sinned by actually leaving heaven and coming to the earth and begetting with making babies with human women. So that was the violation. Was the violation leaving heaven at all? Was it coming to the actual ground on the earth? Was it engaging with humans, with sons of Adam and Eve, you know, like human beings? Or was it the sexual act? Like, what exactly in there is the sin? So, depending on what that is, I mean, obviously we know rape is a sin, and and humans are we're not supposed to procreate with any other form of life, so that's obviously a sin. Um, and of course, their children, which are the Nephilim, um, cause a lot of chaos and work purely violent and evil and stuff um but then they all died they they could die they're right they weren't like immortal um they died but the god said your soul is now going to be confined to the sheol or the earth itself um and you'll now be called the demons that's what you know that's what enoch says so if we're talking about you know Nephilim or 
you know, they're all dead. As far as we know, <laughs> unless somebody survived, unless they made new ones and their giants hidden out somewhere. I mean, now we're getting into some really cool topics, but really long ones. So. Um, uh, T-Rex is follow. I said the, the incident in Russia and I said the Siberia thing. She says, no, not the Siberia one. That was crazy too with the forest leveled. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the Tungan, 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 or whatever. Yeah. The P phenomenon was multi-location sightings, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you, I'm positive you're right. I don't have recall right this second, though, about it. I'm sorry. Um, they, I, Sarah, it's YouTube. I had no idea they turned one on. Yeah, apparently that was that's one of the Russian, the Soviet um, testimonies. Yeah. Yep. It is a little scary, isn't it? Because, like you say, then then it's it's there there it's a different narrative, right? It's a different narrative than we're here to keep the peace or something and make sure you don't blow yourself up, which is a lot what a lot of UFO people think. Um, don't destroy yourself. Make sure you evolve or whatever garbage. Um, but yes, if they're turning them on, then they're saying they can start World War Three at any moment and blame other humans, you know, blame humans and get off scot-free when no one knows we did it. Um, Sarah, YouTube says, there are so many more serious people going public now. Yes, you're, you're right. The ball is rolling. It is. I think the ice is breaking. The dam is bursting. However, whatever image you want to, you want to say about it. Um, something has changed for sure. And it's, it looks inexorable. Like you can't put the, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. So it's just a matter of narrative spinning. Uh, Bond Services will grush too, like everything is kept locked down. Uh, oh, you mean the, the info in the skiff? Like, so. The grush situation is not over, by the way. There, that when I say it's ongoing, like still happening today, this is what I mean. Um, so we had Grush's testimony, obviously last year in July. Now it's been, uh, what eight months? Um, and he was very specific in those in that in that public setting, and then some of the. Um, aspects, some of the questions he was asked, he said, I can tell you, but only in private because I haven't been cleared to say it publicly. Excuse me. So that was the whole skiff situation. But if since then, he hasn't been allowed to get a skiff with any senators, as far as I know. It, other people have, but he hasn't. And now he's trying to, he's been trying since the end of the year. Um, to actually put out a, a public op-ed in a major newspaper or major publication. I don't know if it's the New York Times or Wall Street Journal or something um, about uh, something else. He said new information, you know, that would help, again, advance the understanding of this, that he's not making this stuff up. 
and talking about firsthand accounts and uh, stuff like that. So what he hadn't been clear to say per his, what they call the Dopser, which is um, um, Defense Department and CIA or whatever, intelligence um, permission slip. Basically, you have, if you're playing the game, if you're playing along, and even as an ex-employee, which he is since last year, um, you don't work for the government anymore, but yet you're still bound by secrecy. And if you say certain things that are that are classified, you can go to jail still, or be prosecuted, or God knows what. Um, so he's trying to play by the rules. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say I don't give him credit. Like I wish he wouldn't. Honestly, I'm sick of people playing by the rules in this. If it's unethical, if you're hiding things in the public that you know should be out there, and people are being hurt to keep the secret, you tell your NDAs and whatever else you sign to go to hell. And you're going to tell the truth, the full truth, the whole truth. That's my opinion. Anyways. Um, so anyway, he's been trying to uh, write this op-ed since the end of the year sometime. And he was saying, yeah, maybe it's maybe in January it'll come out. And then January comes and goes. And he's like, maybe February. I'm like, why? Why don't you not know? It's already written. Because he submitted it because he's trying to play fair to the Pentagon again, to the Dopser process to get it approved. And they're slow balling it. They've taken two months apparently to get back to him. Why? Well, they're nervous about what he's going to say. So they don't want him to say it. They they want the the problem is I think he's so famous now. I mean, uh, credibility is up there, and people trust him basically, and they should. Um, that if they come back and say no, you're not allowed to say what you want to write, that would look even worse than maybe even admitting it, letting him speak. Right. So I think that's what they're kind of going back and forth about now. So we'll see what. They're going to they're gonna permit him to say. Uh, Bonservant says, considering the days of Noah, what Jesus told us, expect, it seems to me, they'll be very Enochian-like in the end times. That could be. That could be. But people want to take the days of Noah um, statement and the days of Lot right by Jesus and, and, and think, okay, well, Days of Noah, we know what happened there. Well, I mean, he told us what he meant, at least at the ground level, which is nobody's going to know what's happening or no one's going to expect the day of the Lord. Everyone's going to tell you, you know, the, it'll be like then where the flood just comes, even though they've been warned for decades <clears throat> and years and years um, exactly what's coming. They're not going to believe it. And they're going to go out about normal life until the day of the Lord comes and sweeps them away. That's what the day of the Noah, the days of Noah, the days of Lot, is about that's what he meant by that um but there may be an extra dimension to it where what did happen in the days of you know obviously the days of lot where uh, sexual immorality had destroyed the the culture in the city and god destroyed the city directly like maybe that's what's going to happen too it sounds like it might um and then with the days of noah thing that mean why did that happen we have a great flood 
taking away the whole world because everyone was in wickedness and the wickedness was because of these offspring of the fallen angels of these angels and and people called the nephilim and all that what they did so are you going to see that again basically is the question and it's an open question i don't think it's a definite no but i don't think it's a definite yes either but it could be And then on this is now we're zooming in, bond servant. This is what I've been teaching and trying to get people to to realize. We know Satan will be cast out. Is it possible the heavenly battle will be going on near the end? And UAP and all that stuff. UAP might be a part of that. Of the supernatural dimension is opened up. Hard to explain. You know what I'm asking? Yeah, I know exactly what you're asking. Um, I think that's the most grounded biblical way to think about this is that maybe that's exactly what it's going to look like. And again, Daniel 8, it says the little horn has the power somehow to pull down stars from heaven and trample on them. Stars, of course, not being actual balls of fire or, you know, stars in the sky. But something in heaven, the usually angels are called the stars of heaven. There's something to that. I mean... Uh, Sarah says, my teenage daughter and I saw a UFO once. And I don't think I ever told you all. I may as well admit it now the atmosphere is changing. Yeah, you can come out. You can you can come out. It's a safe space. Um, Yeah, like, remember, I, I had a, a one of the previous episodes here. We did a my um one and only, as far as I know, um, experience. And I was a small boy and... Uh, you know, my grandma and brother were there and stuff. But that's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see more information about that, Sarah, or whatever, if you want to do it in uh, public or private. Um, I think we covered that. MS. Um, if What if UAPs are angels in rebellion who are trying to harm or mess with human beings? That's possible. It's possible. What my position right now is, we don't know that for a fact. Because maybe good angels use those use those transportation modes as well. Maybe this is how God sends angels. Maybe there are different factions. And there is some evidence, and I'm not going to go into it today. We've already been on too long. But there is evidence emerging that there are potentially <sighs> different kinds of UAPs against each other. And there's actual, you might say, visual evidence of these things and and that the the craft or whatever you call it themselves look different um but yet there's they're still very physical looking objects and they behave you know in a visible way and 
there still looks to be height and weight and depth and and that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that today, but it's very interesting. I think the MS says, I think the watchers marry the daughters of men, which is in its sin in and of itself. Yeah, right. So the, obviously that, that sure definitely is a sin, but at what point does it become, you know, did because you left because you went to Mount Hermon. That's what Enoch says. They went to Mount Hermon and conspired uh, to, to do this thing. And at what point was to make them rebellious? In other words, were good angels coming to the earth and visiting and hanging out and talking on mountains? Remember Jesus said, MS says, remember Jesus said that in the resurrection, they don't marry, but are like the angels in heaven. Yeah, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. They're children of the resurrection. They don't die. There's no reason to have children, basically. Because you're not going to die. You don't need to procreate. Now, how does that work with, you know, rebellious angels and women? who apparently made children, you got me. I mean, there's not many options, but we're not told exactly. Uh, T-Rex is coming on board to uh, to support uh, Sarah because she, yes, and I know this story, she saw a bunch of UFOs over Hudson River Valley flying impossibly. And there, yes, there is a, you can fill out if you're comfortable in doing this, if you want to just share your story in a, you know, a private way, at least, uh, or with a brother in Christ that is, that is going to not mock you. Um, you can go to, uh, wings of the eagle.com slash podcast. And at the bottom of that, um, page, there's a form you can fill out that says, yes, I've experienced a UAP or UFO and here's my story. And it won't be seen by anyone. I'll just get a notification and we can, you know, have a record of that. Anyway, it's up to you. Pretty sure I reported to MUFON when it happened. Okay, there you go. Then there should be a record. Do you want to talk about awesome records, dude? I mean, about this topic? MUFON is the, the king of independent, you know, just normal citizens. And they encourage everyone, I guess. But as far as documenting this, this situation for... Now, when did they been? Oh, it's 1969 or something. So like 50 years plus. Yeah, safe space. You got it. <laughs> multiple type, multiple causes or types of UAPs fully on the table. Mm -hmm. Multiple explanations fully on the table. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to hear your story, Sarah. T-Rex, that is a good point to end on. Okay, and that is what I'm trying, that is what, I, I know you understand it, T-Rex understands it, and maybe some of you do, but most of the people in the church have no understanding of this point, and they don't want to understand it. I try, I get it, believe me, I know. Most, uh, most people in my church look at me funny, I mean my local church, they look at me funny and say, what, are you serious about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious about it. Because it's, something's real about it. Um, so, yes, there may be actually, you can't just, um, it seems like we, we 
we're not we don't have the luxury of saying ufos or uap as one thing like this is what they are they're flying saucers and and they appear in the sky and they and they act all mysterious and they disappear and that's it but that's not it <laughs> that's why they're called uap really from the beginning but it was always classified uh, as a term like the government ever really referred to them that way but there's a reason why they're called anomalous phenomenon anomalous meaning we have no explanation for it they're anomalies in nature like we don't know how they perform with it like t-rex is saying they're performing impossible flying that's why it's called anomalous we have no idea how it does that how that's happening we don't know anything that can do that no creature no technology no invention nothing um that's anomalous and uh, and that's the easy way to understand anomaly we're talking you're talking about data anomalies in data um uh, you know electromagnetic fields i mean like gravity i mean like things you can just measure but you can't see and the same anomalous things happen around these uaps in those measurements also so that's why it's called anomalous and phenomenon is because or phenomena the plural is because we don't know really what they are i mean they look they look like metallic machines but there's more to that th than that and in a lot of ways like some they're not always shaped like a saucer sometimes they're shaped like a cigar sometimes they're shaped like a tic tac sometimes they don't look like they're metal at all sometimes they're balls of light sometimes they're spheres and orbs and of different colors and they change colors and they're not they don't have a light on them they are the light right like all those and more fit into the ufo uap description so there is no one thing that you can say Oh, that's that's this issue. There's multiple. There's a multitude. And why are they called UAP instead of flying objects now? Because they go underwater. They're called trans. When you hear the term transmedium, transmedium is a fancy way of saying they can go into the water in the ocean, to the sky, low atmosphere, where we are, high atmosphere where planes fly, hot, and into space. The same object will go from the ocean depth. To outer space in a matter of seconds uh, we don't know we don't have things that do that humans have no idea how to make that we would love to do it um but there are things called the laws of nature and physics that prevent us from knowing how to do that so anyway that's why it's called anomalous and phenomena and not just an object flying that we don't identify called ufo so uap is actually a very a much better term in my um opinion i've i've grown to love it um and this is the final word on this today um t-rex is very wise exhortation that multiple explanations um are also on the table multiple explanations it's n it's just not adequate it's not adequate to assume at this point, right? From what we know now, from what is generally known, and even when you research it and you become a nerd about it and you try to get all the info you can, you're never going to come to a satisfactory conclusion. 
um, about like, oh, they're this. It's this. For sure. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the the biggest secret of all or the biggest tragedy about this whole subject is even those who have been keeping the lid on it for 80 friggin' years and the scientists, serious people, you know, pilots, you know, geniuses, physicists, experimental scientists, like people, rocket people, like nobody knows. After all this time, they cannot say this is that. So you've got whatever that means. It means it's beyond what we can explain in modern human understanding. Take that for what you will. It doesn't mean alien race. It doesn't mean a, somebody from a faraway galaxy. It might. But we have to willing to say it might be what the Hollywood version is, which is other creatures from another planet. It might be. It might be something a lot more closer to home. Maybe another form of life in our solar system. Maybe on the moon or in the moon. Or maybe they live on Earth and they're just in hiding. Maybe they developed along with, alongside, and are just way, way more far advanced. Maybe they inhabit another dimension. And they've always been around. And they just peek through every once in a while. And this is what we see. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they're angels and demons? If they do that, it might. But it might not. Anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. Multiple explanations fully on the table is exactly correct. <laughs> Bond servant, don't be, look, you're supposed to be, play nice. I'm going to ask my guardian angel, George, about this. Wait, is that a wonderful life? It's a, it's a wonderful life uh, reference. Anyways, uh, Uh, but, uh, Sarah says, I only saw one, one incident. And this is with your, did you say your daughter? That's awesome. I mean, you get more than one witness. That's, that's great. And I assume she would say the same thing you are about it. Um, oh, Clarence was the angel. Thank you. George was the, the man, right? Clarence. What an Americanized gospel that is. Clarence the angel. <clears throat> um, yeah, in a wonderful life. Yeah. 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 Um, right. T-Rex says hers was four or five discs too high up, see zipping around, colliding. And so it looks like they were colliding. Yeah, that's what I remember your story basically saying. Oh, this is George likes tacos and coffee. Oh, I like tacos and coffee. But maybe I'm your guardian angel. Okay, enough of this. Enough of this. And of course, there's that one scripture that some people make a whole um, theology out of when Jesus said, 
um, these little children have the the face of their their angels have the face of their father in heaven. Like in other words, like they have his attention all the time. So what is this? Does everyone get one? When you're a believer, do you get an angel assigned to you? Do you, before you come to faith, does everyone get one? It's interesting because it is in there for a purpose. And then the only other thing I could think of is in the in the book of Acts. I mean, no, not in Acts. Um, was it in Acts? I can't remember. Was the end of the gospel? Maybe in Acts when the when Peter's in prison, right? Or um, yeah, it had to be Acts. Uh, when Peter's in prison and and he's set free by an angel, um, but then the, the girls come back and tell the you know the servant girl come back and tells the story to the disciples, and they're like, ah, that's just his. Or he comes and knocks on the door. Excuse me, right? It's like, oh, that's just his angel. What? So there's something you know, some kind of understanding there for us. Oh, anyways. I love you all so, so, so very much. Thank you for hanging with me. This has been Unsealed, believe it or not. Yes, the official podcast of Wings of the Eagle. This is Christopher Manta, your friend. Hope I'm your friend. Hope that I'm your brother in Christ. More importantly than that. And yes, I actually am a pastor. Don't be so surprised. And um, some of the folks who are in my care are actually watching this right now, which is mind-blowing. If, even more mind blowing that than UFOs is uh, the fact that who God will will give assignments to and what he'll what he sees fit to do through an incredibly imperfect person. I mean, sinful. Okay, love you guys so much. Please tune in. Please share this. Please like it. Please be aware that the antisemitismconference.com link is a, is live for you. Go there right now before tomorrow night, okay? Today or to, today is the 28th of February. So by the end of the day tomorrow, the early bird pricing is kaput. You don't want to pay more, do you? Okay, so then register right now. Go to antisemitismconference.com uh, and, of course, get the end time app. Uh, and go to the Wings of the Eagle um, podcast page and fill out that form if you have a UFO story or an experience that you want to tell. All right, guys. Love you all so much. Till next time. Lord willing. Uh, see you on Friday for some Q&A for this or whatever other topic you want to do. All right. Love you guys. Till next time. <laughs>